This is a presentation of Northeast Streaming Sports. You're listening to TGI Sports Talk with your host, Keith Angle, on Northeast Streaming Sports. Keith Engel for TGI Sports Talk right here on the Northeast Streaming Sports Network. How are you today? It's back to winter after a low 60s degree yesterday here in upstate New York. I know you guys love my weather reports, uh, but no real winter yet. And uh, But it's going to change at least temperature-wise. I don't know that we're going to get a white Christmas here. We'll see what happens. I want to thank all of you for tuning in today and all of you that will watch this later, as I always say, I thank the groups that allow me to share this and we've reached uh, over 1500 uh, followers now. So uh, I'd hope to be closer to 2000 by the end of the year, but I'm not unhappy passing a 1500 mark here and uh, continue to grow. And that's all organic guys, because we have, this isn't through paying any money, which you can do to get followers. Good morning, Dave Gayette. How are you? We do it organically here. So, and the groups that allow me to share the content are very helpful. So thank you very much. Make sure you check out our college football huddle uh, from Wednesday night. Uh, I'll be reposting that again this morning at some point. Uh, we had a very, some very spirited discussion as we always do uh, as we start to head into the bowl season uh, today. If you can get excited about the Bahamas bowl at noon today, then God bless you. Uh, don't forget our Sunday stream is consciousness. going to be lots to chat about in the NFL with the COVID situation and the race is heating up. The NFL wants parity, man. They got it. Uh, especially in the, in the AFC, I can tell you. Um, but we'll be talking about that. We'll be talking about obviously, uh, if there's any news in major league baseball and whatnot, but today we're going to be con uh, concentrating on the Yankees situation, how they might be able to go about rectifying it. And also concentrate a bit on the Giants and the Jets and the disasters they are and what they can do to potentially fix those situations. And to help me sort all that out, we have none other than the mad New Yorker, Carlos Alves. Good morning, Carlos. Good morning, everybody. Morning, Keith. Thanks for having me on this morning. Oh, uh, don't thank me. You're part of this show, man. Don't forget, when we get sued for this name... Your name's at the top of the, 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 the billing here, so. Yeah, that's all right. I'll be there. <laughs> Did you get the kids to school all right today? Everything? Everything's good, good yeah. The, the wife is home, so she's taking care of that. So. Oh, nice. Awesome. Always got to appreciate the our partners, our wives. Partners yeah, help we, us do. Out. we do. My wife, believe me, uh, I'm married up, I can tell you right now. So I, I jumped at least two levels when I married, so. <laughs> she'll never admit to it but it's true um carlos today we were gonna talk about because you and i have had this discussion a little bit and i think the first thing we want to jump into is <laughs> the yankees situation i know that you have some strong opinions about how they should go out improving this team <clears throat> we know that they've got to obviously make improvements at, at catcher i say at shortstop you may disagree with me there i know but uh, center field, certainly starting pitching. There's ways to go about it. Some of the, their top targets are off the board already. Um, with the lockout, nothing can happen. I mean, they did sign a minor uh, – who did they sign the other day? In yeah, Kirk. they can sign coaches. They can sign minor league players. Yeah. So, international contracts. Yeah. yeah. So, But nothing major happening until no. this lockout is – and they're going to be under some, you know – they're going to be under some time constraints because this thing isn't ending anytime soon. They're not even talking. So in February, they're going to have to make some moves and make them fast. So let's start with you and where you think they should go as far as making the improvements that are needed. So the key, the key player here is going to be judge, right? Um, he's uh, the face of the franchise, as they say. And, and in my opinion, the Yankees don't need a face of the franchise. The brand is so strong. You know, they just need to put a good team, get one together and put one out there. Um, Judge helps. 
selling jerseys, selling tickets, but it's, at the end of the day, it's the Yankees. I mean, on the field. Let's not forget on the field. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's he's got to be on the field consistently, and that's one of the biggest problems. You know, so that's one of the things I see. It's like you don't want to sign somebody and, and not know if they're going to be able to last a whole season for the next five to ten years, you know, right? That's one of the biggest issues that uh, the Yankees have with with him bringing them up. So um, I was looking around trying to find out, okay, if you don't sign Judge, what can you do, right? And the Yankees can do a lot of things. They could go ahead and sign Rizzo. They have LeMahieu who plays several positions, very consistent, very steady with the bat. They can move up their minor leaguers that they say they have, that have all this potential, save money there. They can still get Aaron Story and save money. Uh, Let's not forget those minor leaguers, if we're talking about the shortstops. Or their best guess, estimates I've seen are they're at least a year away. But I mean, you know what? They, a lot of these teams, they don't, they don't bring up their players because then they have to start paying them, right? Um, so – as far as contractual, you bring up a player. If they play one game, they get the minimum of what the last play, the the least of what the last player on the bench makes. Right? That's like one. It's one of the things that they have to do. So, you know, you're talking about anywhere from between five to ten thousand dollars a game, even more, even more. Some some teams, you know. So they'll bring them up, play a few games, and then take them back down so they can save some money. Because if they play more than a quarter. A, a quarter of the of the games there, then the team has to sign them as a regular roster player. Yeah. So, you know, it's a lot of money movement going around, a lot of business management and financials that a lot of fans kind of don't see. Well, that's you know? a big part of what the lockout's about too, is uh, right. being able to make money earlier in their careers, right? But right. I think when I say they're a year away, I'm looking at scouting uh, sites that are, I'm not talking about Yankee management saying they're a year away. I'm looking at scouting sites that say that, you know, uh, and I'll say his name wrong. I apologize. Uh, Velope. How do you say his name? Is it Velope? Velope. Yeah. So okay. even with Velope, yeah, you oh. got to bring him up. Like it doesn't matter if if he's five years away, three years away, whatever. You have him. You think he's going to be a cornerstone. You got to bring him up. You got to let him play. You got to see where he stands, right? Where he rates among other players that he's playing against. You can't say he's a year away if you're not playing him. Wow. You know? Like, there's a ton of international ball. There's, you know, uh, there's all these leagues in the summer. There's a spring training. But these are all just time for players to develop and get better. They're They're not actually, like, set up to showcase what a player can actually do playing every single day in Major League Baseball. All right. Well, let's let's jump back to the judge situation because I'm certainly not in favor of firing Aaron Judge. You you maybe the Yankees don't need a face of the franchise, but they have had a face of the franchise almost throughout their history. They've had a face of the franchise, right? So so I'm looking at here, even in the, even if we go back as far as the 70s, you have Reggie Jackson. Then you have in the oh, 80s, Mattingly. I would argue that who that was, by the way, maybe it was Thurman, but that's- yeah, I'm, yeah, of course, like you know. Then you have Manningly. Yep. Then you have Jeter in the '90s and the 2000s. Mm-hmm. Now you're gonna you're gonna make Aaron Judge your face of the franchise, who rarely gets to play the whole season because he uh, he's always injured. Often like 49 games last year, right? And you 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 just signed Cole last year the uh, before the you know in the spring, and then you sign and you have Stanton. So you have two players you can build off of that you're con- that you contracted in. So. You could move from Judge, sign Rizzo. You still have LeMahieu, right? And you could bring in Story if you want, or you could bring in the two minor leaguers. I can also bring in a stopgap at shortstop like Simmons from uh, uh, the Twins, who plays really good defense. I can get a year out of him and then bring up Velope. Or I could trade either Velope, which I wouldn't trade him. But Peraza is a trade bait in my mind. Right. That we're talking about. I mean, even last year, the, the, the Yankees went ahead and signed uh, Odor. Right, who was a decent player for the Yankees, because the Yankees were in, like were playing injured for the first you know two months of the season. If you can get bat- past his one ninety batting average, he played well. Well, I'm, you 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 have other people stepping up, hitting the ball right. You had Lemayhew hitting the ball okay. You know, yep. some of these people, some of these guys have to get warmed up during the season anyway to start hitting. 
Who is Aaron Judge going to bring in a trade, though? When you think about it, he's a year away from free agency. He's going to be 31 years old. Right. So if, if I'm the Yankee brass, this is what I'm looking to do. I, <clears throat> I, don't, sign, I, I don't sign Judge. I sign Rizzo. With Judge, I could tra- you know, trade, make trades or make moves where you can pick up more pitching. You need three or four pitchers anyways, right? Because that's how they won last. That's how they won their last World Series. You know, you have to check out the pitching, who they had pitching. I can get pitching without Aaron Judge. No, 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 you can't. You need you need to get two good quality starters to to help Cole. Okay, I can get them without trading Judge. No, okay. and then look, and you don't have that contract with Judge. And what you can do, and what I would do if I was a brass, is I look to get Cody Barringer. He's the one player right now that's more comparable to Judge as far as stats are concerned, and and he's two years younger than Judge. Almost and three. Year, and we're going to say last year is just an aberration for him. He was one of the worst players in baseball for, uh, you know, 80% of the season. Yeah, but that the Dodgers were – they were terrible for 60% of the season last year. So, it's a, you know. Well, that doesn't tell me I should take one of their terrible players for my best player. You have to understand, though, like the Dodgers were, were banking on things that didn't, ha- didn't go their way. And when you're on a team that doesn't know what – you know, that wants to be in a championship – but they don't. They're not organized. You're gonna get. You're gonna get players not playing up to, up to the potential. I think Sal is saying that uh, Bellinger gets hurt just as much as Judge, which he does get hurt a lot. So. He, he well, he was hurt a lot this this past season, yeah. But his stats are way better than Judge's. So I again, I need Aaron Judge. Yankees need to sign Aaron Judge, and you keep talking. Why about- you want you want to make sure your jersey has more value? <laughs> So no, you can sell it later. I don't have a judge jersey. I don't, I just, <laughs> I'm not a numbers guy. I just wear the logo. So I guess I don't need a face for me. I just need the logo <laughs> and my face. But um, where I was going with this is we keep talking about money, but who, this is a New York Yankees. They've got a self-imposed cap, right? They don't want to – there is a cap, but they've self-imposed the fact that they don't want to pass it because Hal Steinbrenner's running this business like a business and only to make money. And he knows he can do that like the Giants and the uh, New York Giants football team in the 70s, uh, late 60s and 70s. They didn't need to win to make money, and that's why they didn't win for, for two decades. And that's well, how Al Steinbrenner's well, running this. They haven't won now for a decade. So, <laughs> Well, I'm going to blame Brian Cashman for that, to be honest with you. You know, what, you, can't, you can't blame Cashman for the players not you know playing up to the potential. I can I mean, blame him to putting flawed teams together, though. Look at look how much they paid Chapman. How many games did Chapman blow last last season? All right, I'll blame Chat. I'll blame Cashman for bringing it back again. Why pay him? Uh, oh, I mean, again, because he need because he need to bulk up. You need to bulk up the pitching. That's the only reason Chapman was there. He told me he blew a bunch of games. So why do I so, want the that? same reason the Mets have Jerry's familiar blowing up games? I mean, you 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 need somebody who who has nasty stuff, but they can't control. They can't control what they throw. I mean, at the end of the day, that's, you know, that's a pitching thing. Yeah, and again, I think you're letting Cashman off the hook, which I have a feeling you might do later with the Jets and Giants management, but. No way. <laughs> again, you you can't let Cashman off the hook for winning one World Series since 2003. This is the New York Yankees. This isn't the Kansas City Royals. You can spend the money, and winning one World Series since yeah, 2003. At the end. At the end of the day, though, they might have won that one time, but they've been in the playoffs every year, man. Yeah. You know, like, so. How many times have been to the World Series since 2009? Look, man, if you don't don't have pitching, you're not going to win. It's not good. So you're you're holding off getting pitching just to sign a contract for for Judge. (laughs) <laughs> Rick says fire the coach and manager. This is one place that I am in agreement with. When, when, when at least I'm, I'm on the kind of the Carlos bandwagon here. I've been on this fire Boone and Cashman for a long while, which I don't normally get to. I like Boone, but I don't like the job Boone or Cashman has done here. Those are two pieces that have to be replaced. They should be. Look, Glabor Torres and his play is not Boone's fault. That's Glabor Torres. Right, and he's a trade right. option too. Well, I can trade. I, I Stanton, Stanton slumping in the beginning of the season isn't Boone's fault. That's Stanton. How about holding those guys accountable now and once in a while instead of going to every post game press conference and excusing away their performance? I mean, look, Boone had the same issues that Rojas had with the Mets. 
where these guys are getting a huge contract and they're not playing up to the potential. He can't, you can't do anything as a coach when that happens, man. You just sit there and you're hoping for your pitching to get you through. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, they have the Yankees haven't been in playoffs who's every fault? year, but almost every year. So. Whose fault is it for the faulty arms that keeps getting brought into this pitching rotation? That's not Brian Cashman's fault either. I mean, look, Cashman tries to move some of these pitchers and get more pitching, but then some sometimes this pitching don't come through. Everybody knew Kluber's arm would blow up some point last night last year, and, and he just signed a new contract with another team before well, the. Then they are their GM too. <laughs> Cashman makes the same mistakes. He's playing in a, in a in a in a in a stadium that is built for left-handed hitters, and he builds a right-handed hitting lineup almost exclusively to start last year. Tried to fix it with the Rizzo and Gallo trades, but it was you know again you're the one who built this thing, and again he's not going anywhere right now. But I think that they, they better win this year. He's probably going to be in big trouble, and I don't think trading judges the answer. You can trade. In my mind, you can trade Tories and get some value for him. He, in my mind, he may never recover from the last two years playing in New York City. Uh, he, I think he'll be all right, but he has to play somewhere that that plays to his skill level, right? Where is that? Even at second base, he's not a you know tremendous second baseman. He certainly can't be playing shortstop this year. I'm turning my TV off and throwing it out the window. <laughs> you, but he's the problem. You see his faults more when LeMahieu's on the field because LeMahieu's solid, right? And then you see Rizzo, he's great. He's a great first baseman. So you you see that – you see the flaws more when you're surrounded by greater players. And that's what the Yankees have to understand is, like, you got to put a great infield on the team, man. And you got to – and you got and you have to have pitching to support. Alan brings up a good point here, right? This lineup to, is is just, you know, it's home run or bust. It's built for the way baseball's played today. It's a walk, strike, out, or home run. And the Braves didn't win that way. And I think a big splash that the Yankees should try to make, and I don't know if they're going to have time to do it, and I don't even know if he's willing to leave Atlanta. But if I can't – my choice for number one, and again, I'm not trading Judge. I'm going to spend the money and go over the cap. I don't care. Freddie Freeman he ain't is, coming. Perfect guy to play first base for he's this. A, he's a great first baseman, but he's not coming to New York. Look, Rizzo I, is already from this area. Rizzo has grown up with, okay with watching, the, watching the Yankees. And Rizzo is a great defensive first baseman. Like, just sign him and get it over. Strengthen, I, I, strain your infield. Strengthen I'm, it. I'm okay with Rizzo coming back as plan B, but I'm chasing Freddie Freeman and taking a shot. He may I was, I, Like I said, I would save my money, and, and if I'm going to go sign somebody that is similar to Judge in stats and even in injuries, you might as well have the guy who's two years younger and Cody Bellinger. I mean, that's – and on top of that, he's already – he's the top-rated – He's one of the top-rated fielders in the, in the Major League Baseball. So, but I also want a guy who's a leader, and that's what Freddie Freeman and Rizzo is, and I don't see that out of Bellinger. Bellinger. You don't need it out of Bellinger if you have Rizzo already on your team because you can, you can afford to put him there now. Well, I'm going to play Bellinger in center field? Yeah, he could be out right field or left field. It doesn't matter. And you still got to get rid of Hicks. Well, there you and I agree. There you and I agree. Hicks cannot – two things I think we probably agree. I'm not sure – well – I think we agree on both these things, which Rick doesn't want us to agree on anything, but we got to agree once in a while, Rick. Hicks cannot be the center fielder on this team, and Sanchez can't be the catcher. No, he no Sanchez can't be there either. And and I think Sanchez, you could still get a team to give you a little bit of value based on the fact that if he gets out of New York, he might it, – because it's in his head. The guy's got some talent, but it, it'll never happen here. And that's what I'm afraid about with Tories as well. That's the thing is that you – if some 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 of these guys need to be challenged, right? And when when he's surrounded by these all stars and Lemayhew and Rizzo, because they they're pretty solid defensively, he it's he feels inferior, right? Before Rizzo was there, he's playing better. Before Lemayhew was there, he was playing better. He wasn't maybe the greatness that you want out of him, but he was he was playing a lot better. Guys are propo- uh, what? Oh, yeah. Well, we are presupposing there'll be a season. There will be a season, Rick. Or I, well, I won't be talking baseball at all if this if this lockout affects the regular season. I won't be talking baseball on my shows at all. And and it, everybody talks about Torres. I mean, they don't even they forget about Orcello. Orcello's he's good. He's got a lot of potential. 
I think he's probably more trade bait than, than Torres is at this point. I'm keeping her shallow just because I, I put a, I put a high price tag or a high, uh, uh, value on defensive play, and he there's no better third baseman in baseball than Urshela. And he can play shortstop if they need him to. I don't want to see him right now. The depth chart he's listed as starting shortstop. I don't want that. I don't want that. I'd rather see them bring up the kid, but I think they can bring in an Eldre. Uh, I can never say his first name either, but Simmons from the Twins. Maybe they sign Story. I think Story's going to be overpaid, which again, I don't really care about. I'm the New York Yankees, spend the freaking yeah. money. And look, Story's going to bring in his own fan base as well. You know, a lot of people like how he plays. He's he's a he's blue collar worker, man. Let me you throw know? a couple names at you. And here's some guys I think the Yankees have a realistic shot at trading for or signing. Most of these are trades uh, without trading Aaron Judge because I've got pieces. Oh, I said, I've got. Why, pieces. why do you want Judge on your team so bad, man? Because he's a great player. He's not when he plays. He's a he played. He showed last year he can stay healthy for an entire. He played 149 okay. games. How many guys played 149 games? Of he showed in the COVID year he could stay healthy too, but that was a shortened season. <laughs> All right. Well, then that's two years in a row, even though it was short. <laughs> last year wasn't shortened. I mean, he has shown he can do it. And part the of second year that Aaron Judge played was the, the biggest year that he had, and stats and hitting in in every category. So he was even an All Star. So. I mean, yeah, I give it to the guy. He's he's not a bad athlete. Like my thing is that if I'm going, if I'm the Yankees and I'm giving you my money, are you going to be on my field or on a visitor's field when I need you to be and performing at a high level? And if I ask that about Corey Bellinger, the same question: Who is more likely to be on the field longer? And that's who I'm going to give my money to. I'll still bet on Aaron Judge. <laughs> I'll still bet on it. Judge. Are you sure you don't have any Aaron Judge jerseys in your closet, man? I swear <laughs> to God, I do not have an Aaron Judge. I never had a Derek Jer- Derek Jr. jersey, believe it or not. And by the way, I go back a long ways. Bobby Mercer was my guy. Bobby Ray Mercer was the Bobby guy. Ray Mercer. Jeez, look, like this is the thing. It's the same thing when what happened with Ricky Henderson, right? He only thing is Ricky Henderson was maybe two years older than Aaron Judge. They offer him a contract at that point. It was like maybe two point five. 2.4 million. And Ricky Henderson was like, no, man, you want me on this team. I'm the best player in this position right now in Major League Baseball. I want 2.8. I want 3 million. And Strymaner was like, there's the door. I'm he was the best player, player in his position. But he wasn't a face of the franchise. He's not a you team know, the Yankees don't need a face of the franchise. They they need to they need to have more people on the team that can play together and win them championships. That's what they need. Well, I don't disagree with that sentiment, but it's okay to have one of those guys being the face of your franchise because no, it, it, it just doesn't. Guys. It just doesn't work, man. It doesn't look. Trout doesn't work. Harper barely works. He's you know he ha- he was surrounded by a great team that won finally. You know, like these guys are faces of franchises, and they're they're getting so much money that the teams cannot build up and out to win. Look at Tatis. Tatis got lucky because Machado is already on the team. Next year, after next year, where's Machado going to go? Who else are the Padres going to bring in? You know, the Padres loaded up to to be in the World Series. But the Padres are just a mess, to be honest with you. They're becoming a mess because they keep signing these, again, small market team or smaller team, huge contracts that are just not allowing them to to get more. You know, I think – I also think that it's possible that the, the, the Padres are a possible trade uh, 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 outlet for the Yankees. As the Yankees are interested in Graham, uh, who's not going to get a lot of playing time, but would fit nice with the Yankees in the outfield, I think, because Gardner's got to go. I don't care if Graham's even the fourth. Why, why, I don't. Oh, that's another frustrating piece is Gardner. Why would even the Yankees mention they'll bring him back? They just need to bring him back for one day, sign, sign his retirement papers, put his number in, in the rafter if you want to. Or put him in the Yankees Hall of Fame, and that's it. Leave him alone. You if you're talking, if you're talking to the fan base and saying that we have a bright future and a lot of prospects that are ready to move up and play, and you then you bring back in conversation Gardner, then you're doing yourself a disjustice to the fan base and to your team. So, so is your is your take on this? They should they should build this through the kids and have a new core four like they had during the nineties. 
Right. Know? Well, that's the way they – it's not just oh. in the 90s. That's the way where the championship teams have worked. Even when they kept no. CC Sabathia, and that was a huge contract, mind you, that they ended up working out because CC Sabathia ended up coming through for them. That and they still a, had Tanaka. That's the way it's always worked, though. The teams in the 70s had only a couple of homegrown guys on those World Series teams. Very few. Roy White, Thurman. Well, the, seven, the 70s was different because remember the, that the, the Yankees got bought out by Steinbrenner and, and you know, they were trying to switch off of all, all the mess that the CBS Sports management team has put together yeah. over there. That was a mess for Steinbrenner to kind of fix and, and try to get his, uh, his, his minor league teams, you know, going. So, so if, if your theory is to go with the kids, then you're going to have to let Gary Sanchez play catcher this year and wait for Austin. Wells. You can still let Gary Sanchez, you can still find somebody else. You can dig around. There's a couple of teams that are like loaded in catcher catcher is like the first, one of the first major positions that like a lot of kids go to to get drafted higher anyways to get into the league. So you could you could find yeah, but you can't somebody to get these guys unless they're a free agent. There aren't any free well, there aren't any good free agent catchers. Right. No, no, but they can put together a deal with Arizona and get Carson Kelly, Marte, and I think they could get them for Tories and 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 a and a prospect. I think they could get those two guys, maybe another body. But Car- Carson Kelly and uh, and uh, Ketel Marte added to this team, I think would vastly improve the situation in center field. They can play him at second base. And Kelly is really coming into his own. He's a two-way catcher now. And right. He's vastly superior to, to, to Sanchez. And you might even get in a bag of balls for Sanchez. I don't know. You no, might man, get- look, throw Hicks in the deal, man. I'll throw Hicks in anywhere, but who's going to take <laughs> throw- take that contract, though, right? Too. So again, the guy hasn't played. Do you talk about a guy who can't stay on the field? I mean, Hicks ain't doing great in, in the international play right now. Aaron Judge is is Cal Ripken compared to Aaron Hicks. Oh man, I don't these these contracts are handicapping the Yankees. Another place, the starting pitching. I'll give you a sleeper because he I, and I'd hate to see them go out and fleece uh, Derek Jeter, but. I'd love to see the Yankees find a way to bring Sandy Al- uh, Alcantara in here. Alcantara is not coming to the Yankees for another three or four years, man. He's a really good pitcher. And Marlon yeah, trade guys before they have to pay him. We know that. Well, I mean, G- well, Jeter now is in a better position, so he doesn't have to, right? He he got rid of all those all those players in in in, in the Marlins that was costing him, right? He yep. started with uh, uh, what's his name, Yanovich. Uh, well, the guy in the Brewers, uh, can't remember his name. Yelich. Elich, yeah. yeah. He started with, Ye- with Yelich, and now and now he's just slowly just cutting away, you know, <laughs> cutting no, away I, those contracts, you know. I, and I agree with, and I don't think Carlos is disagreeing with us, Kenny, that the catcher is one of the, if not up the middle. You need to be strong up the middle. Really yeah. good teams are strong. A catcher, up center field, second base. Here, here's what here's here's what happens if you don't have a straight a, a strong catcher, right? You have a pitcher that's a good infielder, right? And you have a good pitching infielder, and you have your third baseman that's strong. You have your you have a shortstop that's solid, and you have a first baseman that's solid, right? Because your catchers, look, man, there's a lot of world world champion teams that don't have good catchers, man. <laughs> you know, but they have a solid second baseman, shortstop, and they have a decent third baseman or a decent first baseman, right? Yeah. Just trying to look at some of these comments. I think Alan's agreeing with you a bit and against me and Judge because he says the Rays don't have a big name and they have one of the best records in baseball. Yeah, but the Rays have just made a mistake giving out that huge contract. Yeah, but that's really that contract's going to be way below market value in three years. That kid. Yeah, but again, when when you're in a playoff position, you're a playoff team, and you need extra pitching or an extra player, anything anything can happen during the season. You're going to be hamstrung by a, a contract situation, man. That's right. I don't know, man. That 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 contract might come back and bite the Tampa Bay in the butt. I'm not sure what. Uh, well, Rick was talking about the strength and conditioning coach. I think you know that's a, that's a problem. That's uh, to me the way that players train today is is a problem. It's not just with the Yankees. I mean. I mean, it's uh, every every individual athlete is different, right? Like, if you look at the athletes from the seventies and eighties, you know, they were drinking beer and 
you know, they were only, you know, working out the day that the, the oh, three days before they played and stuff like so. And they played almost at, like every games, you know, <laughs> they're in, they in it, you know, but everybody's every individual is different. Uh, some of these guys, let's say they, they don't work out as much. Right. But then they can do one thing and, and mess up their, their body. Like, yeah, because they're training the wrong part of their body for a long gruel of 162 uh, game season. Oblique injuries. Who the hell ever had an oblique injury in the 1970s? Look at look at Cano. Like, I mean, yeah, he's older, but every time he runs, it looks like he's gonna like need a wheelchair after coming around the base. Well, he'll find some kind of you know performance enhancing drug to help his running this year, probably. And I mean, that's kind. another situation and another you know conversation for another day, man. Dave Gaillette likes Gardner. You know. Gayette, Gayette, man, you must have a Gardner jersey in your closet too. <laughs> yeah, I got to I got to tell you, Dave, I love Gardy as Nobody much. Nobody does not like Gardner. He's 38 years old and he can't play anymore. I mean, he had a good stretch near the end of the year last year, but for most of the year he was I mean, Carlos could have gone out there and played better than Gardy, I think. You hit left-handed. We need lefties. You need some. The problem is it's tough to find lefties, man. Look, they're all over the minors, but some of these teams they're not going to let those contracts go. You know, I personally think. Here's what I think before we we uh, move on from this portion of this topic. Anyway, the Yankees, I think this year are going to be in. I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs. To be oh, they make the playoffs, man. They'll be in the playoffs. They've left themselves in a tough position. Whenever this lockout ends, they got to move really quick to make fix a lot of positions. Doesn't mean they can't do it because there's a lot of free agents out there, and a lot of other teams got to do the same thing. Right. So, but if they if they're talking about making the changes by bringing up the younger guys, they don't have to move quick. That's not going to happen, though. They're not right. going to bring up Velope or Perez Peraza. Now, I'm Look, a- if they don't if they don't bring up these two young guys. Then they're going to have problems. You want to play this both. year, next year, and the, and 2020. You want to bring both of them up this year? Bring them up, man. Got to let these guys play. You got to see where they stand. Only if one you have them. LeMayhew and you sign Rizzo, you can help these guys by letting them understand what it takes to be better infielders. By sitting the bench? One no, they're going to be on the field. You got to put them on the field. Where? So let's just say Volope is the shortstop. Where's Peraza going to play? Second base. Then let's try Torres. I'm okay. Oh, yeah. No, Torres is going to be on the bench. He's That's there. for and you know? – She's got to get traded. You can't sit a guy like – there's no reason I have a guy like Torres. Yeah, you, you you have to have some kind of depth in your in, in your, bull, in, in your bench. Pout. He's going to pout, and he's going to not hustle when he's out there. You saw the way he got into that funk at the end of the year. He wasn't even running the first base. What do you think he's going to do playing on a bench? And listen, to, look, I mean – if you if if you can tr- trade him for some pitching, fine. But if he's on the bench, he's not going to hurt you. I think we're looking at the last year of Cashman and Boone. Unless something drastic happens and they can get out there and, and Cashman can can make the moves they need to move make two starting pitchers, Rizzo or somebody at first base, a shortstop. <laughs> Because they're not bringing the kids up this year. Listen, if Boone and and Cashman go, it's going to be two thousand twenty three. Well, Cashman's only got a year left on his contract. That's what I'm saying. So, you know, and if Cashman goes, Boone is definitely out the door. Sorry, I, I keep losing a year. You're right. A year will be 2023. No, the, Boone, look at Boone. <laughs> Boone's going to be in danger if this team doesn't get off to a good start next year. I'm telling you right now. And anyway, I've lost all respect. Like Aaron Boone can get fired today. I've lost all respect for him. He's you know? not bad. Look, he's not a bad dude. He's not a bad baseball mind. And he's not, he's not a bad coach. But what but you can't force guys to play better on the field. You well, can't my, do it. Nobody my, can. My problem with Boone now is the fact that he threw his coaches under the bus so he could keep his job. Yo, here, here I'm gonna give you two two names. I'm gonna respect that. Great baseball minds and almost lost their brains because their players just didn't put out. Jim Leland and Sparky oh, yeah. Anderson. Look, they had teams. <laughs> they had the teams, but they just couldn't get over that hump because they're old school managers. And Jim Leland got over the hump in Florida. So, well, yeah, it took him, but he didn't. In Pittsburgh, he didn't take. Sparky he had what some won. of the best teams. Sharky Anderson won World Series in two leagues. Yeah, but with the teams that he was supposed to win with, Cecil Fielder, Alan Trammell. List goes on and on with the pitching and all this. The Reds. I mean, he had great players, yeah, but he won every year. 
Yeah, but he he wasn't winning the World Series every year, and neither was Jim Leland. One back to back, 75, 76. Yeah, but I'm talking about in the eighties when they when when they when they turned over to the new teams. Well, if you think those Detroit teams at Cecil Fielder were really good, we're watching a different game. That's all I could tell you. They do, they weren't because guys were past their prime by then. I mean, he had good teams in the early eighties. Yes, yeah, early eighties that won a World Series in nineteen eighty four. It Thanks. took him. It took him a while to get through. To... Maybe it was eighty three. I can't remember now. I can't. Remember. I, my my years are getting. You know, you, you hit your sixties. It gets tough, Carlos. You're gonna find out. <laughs> I'm, you, I'm not sixty, but I'm I'm already losing my mind. You and your ageism is gonna. You're gonna be on the other end of it one day. I'll tell you right now. All but right. Jim, look, Jim Leland had Bobby Bonilla. That's like Barry Bonds, Drayback pitching. Come on, man. Well, he had some great Braves team he couldn't get past. That's was his Braves. Oh my goodness! You know, talk about the the Braves were so young, they had they had made so many mistakes. But Leland would just sit there and be like, you know what, Bobby Bo's going to get me a home run. That's not how that works, man. Yeah, well, Bobby Bo got him struck out like three or four Jim, times in the seventh and eighth innings. Jim Lee, a lot of those games. Hall of Fame manager. Hall of Fame manager. Jim oh Leland. yeah, of course, but he's not playing the game. <laughs> well, no, none of He's them not on the field, but they, you know? but, but they, again, the problem is, is and I'm going a little longer than I want to go on this now, but the managers, again, unfortunately, because the way the games are scripted by the front offices and the, you know, meaning the GMs analytics, they're told what to do, you know, okay. We don't manage by the feel or, or gut anymore. We don't watch the game as it unfolds and then manage that way. We have a predetermined game plan. I mean, this isn't football. This isn't, you know, uh, I don't know what other sport I can think of that's that scripted. Synchronized swimming. I mean, <laughs> this is baseball, and a game plays out, and that's how you manage a game. There aren't many guys doing that anymore because of analytics and because of this the front office uh, uh, falling in love with it and saying, that's great. I know this guy's pitched well. He's only got 70 pitches in him. Look at Ian Anderson is a perfect example who Dave uh, Gallet will uh, be happy. I mentioned him. He's uh, uh, related to him because um, he grew up here in the Northeast. Um, he pitches 75 innings or 75 pitches in a World Series game, pitching a one hitter or no hitter, wasn't it? And comes out after five innings. This is the way the game is played, and that's part of the problem. That's part of the problem. I know we're off topic a little bit, but, you know, Ben Boone manages the same way. He's go, he'll be all right. If he if he if the Yankees let him go, he'll find another job. Agreed. I, I thought they should have let him go this year. He should have gone to San Diego. He was a free agent, you know. He could have gone wherever he wanted. I agree. We need a Billy Man a Billy Martin type no. baseball. Not just the Yankees, Dave, but baseball needs a Billy Martin type to change the way the game's played. But there's nobody out there. Yeah, right. they're in the minors, man. They coach it in the minors. Well, they aren't even there because they're in, even in there. They're now the analytics are ingrained in them, just like pitchers are are, are you know uh, uh, taught to, not taught, but they're they're expected to pitch only you know ninety pitches, and you're out of the game. That's the way their th their whole career is protect their arm. So managers are taught to manage the same way they're going to manage if they make it to the major leagues. I don't know, man. I mean, it's a it's an epidemic. Probably a bad word to use these days. <laughs> Anyway, good point. Let's we're going to switch gears a little bit, kind of on the same uh, in the same vein, but we're going to switch sports. So the Giants and Jets are both on the Giants. What needs to be done with these teams? And we'll try to pick them apart one at a time. And are the right people in place to make these changes and and coach them up as they go forward? You can start whichever team you want. I know you're a big New Jersey fan. Oh, I'm sorry, a New York fan. <laughs> That's one of the things that got to fix is they got to play in New York. I agree wholeheartedly. <laughs> Never gonna happen. No, nah, they got the Bills trying to trying to do that. They do a terrible job too. <laughs> but now you got Dave Guy at Matt again. Let's start um, with the Jet. Let's start with you the, can start wherever you want. Which team you want to start with? Let's go with the Giants. Another judge in the in the room here. <laughs> um they're gonna they're gonna get rid of Gettleman for sure. They have to. There's no there's no way around that, right? Agreed. So all these rumors in New York, all this talk about you know certain people, and you know, I, I don't know. I have a I have a feeling they might go with Riddick. He's a he's he's a little bit you know younger. He's got some experience in the, in the in the office. You know, being the GM already, 
And on top of that, he's he seems like be one of the most open-minded guys that has not been on a Patriots team, <laughs> you know. Although even the the Mara like the Belichicks and all those people that come from and go to the Patriots and come back to the Giants, I think it's the time to step away from that, man. You know, you have to have a new perspective. Football is changing um, in every aspect, business, players. Who so you got to you got to go with the change. If not, you're going to get stuck in the same old, same old. Which Who's is what the problems have. Judge that that came out of Giants to coach from the Patriots, or you or you meant in general teams in general. No, I'm talking about the, I'm talking about the the team, the Giants in general. As far as like they got to make a change going from, and staying away from the Patriot way because the Patriot way only works for one team, and that's the Patriots. That's and all I'm Bill, working for, by the way. And and Bill Belichick. You know, if you don't have Bill Belichick, the Patriot way is kind of like. You know, it's a 50-50. You know, look at uh, what's going on in Tennessee. Vrabel, you know, he's he's been building up the team. He's doing a great job. Great Flores job. in Miami is doing an okay, okay job. You know, but this, these teams, they don't have Bill Belichick on them, you know. <laughs> they just have part part of these play, these guys that used to be on the Patriots. Well, they've only had two years to grow into the job, and Bill Belichick didn't grow into the job in two years. No, he did not. That's no, another he thing. Horrible. He did not, yeah. you know. You know, they were horrible the first time around. So, I mean, Gettleman's got to go. You think, well, the problem with getting rid of Gettleman is then Judge probably will be gone because the new GM is going to want to bring in his own guy. Well, see, I think I think uh, Riddick being the, the, the mind that he is, and if he does get that job, I think he'll – I think they'll stay with Judge for at least one more season. I think because you got to give that – you got to give that guy an opportunity, and he, he's not playing – would have the roster that he wants to also, you know, and you, you're going to have how many picks you're going to have this year. You're going to have a, at least five picks. And you got a lot of trade bait with, with Saquon on the team. You got a lot of trade bait with some of these players that you need to give out the contracts. Yeah. And yeah. who's going to take Saquon for even equal value with his injury issue okay. and the contract. Yeah. You never know, man. Like to say the, the span of a running back is five years. Saquon only really has played two, so he's got three more to go. You know, I, I, this is an interesting, and again, oh, this is geared towards this year. I said last week that if Jones is in fact out for the year, they ought to play Jake Fromm and see what he's got. But why play Glennon? There's zero chance. There's zero. I agree the judge made a mistake here, and he should play. You could find lightning in a bottle here in in, in uh, Jake Fromm. He's very highly rated getting in into into college. And kind of lost some luster when he got to the draft, but you could fall into something with a Jake Fromm. Who knows? I mean, why not give him a chance to play these last four? So, days? Keith, if Fromm played last week and the Giants win, is that a good thing or a bad thing for the Giants? How can it be a bad thing? Because then you, you're 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 losing your your first round situation. You go higher. Oh, well, you don't stay in, in the lows. Talk about tanking. You know that's a topic. Of course, it's a hey. If if the if the Giants are smart right now, and they're gonna get a new a new GM, they need as many picks as possible, right? Well, well, yeah, but again, it's part of the who's who's making the picks. We talked about this the other day, right? So if you get a new GM and you got a lot of picks, then your GM can't say nothing about your coaching, can't say nothing about anything else because they're the ones who made those picks. So what do the Giants need? The Giants, to me, if, if I'm the Giants, I'm sticking with Daniel Jones for another year. There, there's no, no man. Look, look, this is what I do. If I if I'm the Giants, this is what I would do. Not a better option. I would, I would work on getting Russell Wilson to deal. Ship out, ship out Saquon. Right. Why is Russell Wilson Trade. on this team at 32 years old? Or it doesn't. It, it wouldn't matter if he was 44 years old. Russell Why? Wilson is I'm a consistent not. football player. You need consistency. You need a winner on your team. I'm not talking about from the Giants' perspective. I'm talking about from Russell Wilson's perspective. Why am I coming to the Giants when they're not ready to win? Because they're going to give you shiny new toys to play with. Where are we going to get those? We need offensive linemen to protect that that shiny new quarterback. Right, that's what I, I was getting at. What I would do is trade those picks, man. You, if you have the number five and the number seven or the number eight, you know, the six and the eight, whatever it is that you got, you trade for them, man. You don't make the pick at six six and eight expecting that you're going to get, you know, that number one player 
that's going to play all year at a high level. It, that doesn't always happen, and the Giants aren't that lucky. They're better off getting players that already have, like, experience. And they need players that have experience right now because that's what their issue is. The O-line is hurting. They already have two young guys on the O-line. They just need some older guys that have experience and know how to win on that O-line. You know, I've never been the biggest Daniel Jones backer, but I think Daniel Jones this year had made some strides, and he's never no. had, he, he's never had a chance to play behind even a halfway decent offensive line. Kenny Gifford made a point earlier about, you know, you can't play from your ass, and he's on his ass more often. He takes care of football better. I don't think the Giants are going to have a better option than Daniel Jones. Look, if you put Daniel Jones, Mac Jones, Trey Lance, and you see the games that these three guys have played, Daniel Jones has, has more experience, has been in the league longer. He looks like trash, man. Even with the O-lines that these teams have. Is this you Trey Lance looks better than Daniel Jones. Is this you giving Mac Jones a compliment, Carlos? Uh, look, I said that he's an okay quarterback. He just hadn't been knocked on his butt enough to be considered a, a great pick yet. God, you got to watch the games, man. He gets killed out there. <laughs> he gets bumped. Oh, my gosh. You know, they said the same thing about Tom Brady for years. Tom Brady's one of the <laughs> toughest quarterbacks in the NFL, let me tell you right now. Yeah, and, Tom Brady, like, had a run this year for almost 25 yards. So, <laughs> and, and his coach said, don't ever do that again. Yeah. <laughs> so, But, like, yeah, you, you, have, you have a lot of things to work with in your favor if you're the Giants, but you have to make them positives. You know, you don't – you don't go out there and make the five and six pick or five and seven pick. Don't don't do that. Sell yeah. the trade. Just get rid of the trade. Get solidify your O line, right? You could pick up a couple running backs in the second, third, or fourth round if you want. That yeah. you know because that's Rick, where they usually go, anyways. Rick makes a great point. If they don't fix this line, why, Wilson's not going to want anything to do with the Giants. I mean, his the line is the Seahawks is bad already. He's not going to want to go through the same thing. Uh Carlos is getting thrown under the bus by Kenny. He thinks your football knowledge is limited. Oh, well. What, what, what team does he root for? Kenny, I don't know that he roots for any specific team. I'm not sure. Uh, Rick's a Minnesota fan. I'm not sure about Kenny. I forget. But Kenny was a quarterback in high school, left-handed. Maybe the Giants ought to look at him. Kenny, you got uh, some left strength left in that arm or not? Listen, if I'm if I'm a Giant fan, I, I just don't – you. Daniel Jones has finally made a little bit of progress. Maybe you don't think so, but no. he's been the problem for this team. It's been he's, the offensive line, he's, the defense. He's not the problem, but he's not as the solution either. And that's where that's where the issue is. And the fact that Saquon Barkley got hurt doesn't help because they got no running game to speak of, which does not help your quarterback. They haven't had a running game since he has rookie season and the season after that. You know, trade that. How are you going to trade him then? Hey, listen, people People want a name on a jersey to sell tickets, man. Same reason you want Judge on your team for baseball. You got to sell You got to sell the jerseys. Well, Judge also puts up numbers. Barkley's not doing that anymore. So, Oh, that's right. Pack, Kenny's a Packers fan, I forgot. So, Packers fan? Oh, my God. It's, it's amazing. Rick and Kenny get, a well, get along as well as they do. Actually. The black hole of football? Green Bay. I've also heard rumors about Aaron Rodgers coming to New York. What I mean? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't bring Aaron Rodgers to New York. He don't want to be here. It's too cold. I don't think he wants it's, to be anywhere. It's cold enough in Green Bay. Why would he come back? To New, why would he come to New York? I think the Jets and the Giants have a great opportunity of picking up Russell Wilson and David Carr. Those are the two guys that I think. Nah, the Jets aren't picking up Russell Wilson. Oh man. Listen, if you don't, if you're a New, if you're a New York team and you don't consider Russell Wilson, then you then you don't deserve to win. Neither one of these teams is close enough to winning to bring in a quarterback as old as Russell Wilson and with as much mileage on him. And don't forget, it's not just his age. He's been asked to carry a team on his back. for And, his, and done, has done it on his whole career. But, yes, but the mileage and that wear and tear was more than a, another quarterback his age. That's my point. And he's not, you know. Most quarterbacks his age are sitting in backups. <laughs> yeah, well, if again, you think about it. And they haven't even been on the football field. Yeah, this isn't an indictment of, of Russell Wilson. It's an indictment of the Jets and Giants saying Russell Wilson or a top free agent quarterback, a top free agent quarterback, is not coming to one of these two teams. 
They're not ready to win now. That's what anybody who's a free agent is going to be looking for. You just have to make – look, the Giants are in a better situation than the Jets for sure. You just have to make a few moves. That's it. It's not it's, – it's, you're not asking much. You just got to make a few moves. That's it. And you, you, you have the capacity to do it. You have a lot of money on your team to do so, unlike other teams, you know. What do we got here? They play Dallas Sunday, and it's not going to get any better. Well, Carlos doesn't want it to get better. Carlos doesn't want them to win any more games. The Giants are going to tank, man. That's it. Well, then why wouldn't the Jets? The Jets are tanking, too. Well, the Jets started tanking from the beginning of the season and didn't have any hope, which is why they drafted this kid. I personally think the Jets, the last couple of weeks, have shown a little bit of progress. They, haven't, they aren't winning games, but they're looking better, and it's what I had said and. And, and the shows that I've gone on and talked about the Jets, I'm not a Jets fan, so. Yeah, but when the what, see, but they, they, you couldn't look at this season from wins and losses, you had to look at it by Zach Wilson looking better as the season went on, and he's looked better. He's looked he's looked more like an NFL quarterback the last couple of games, especially the first half a couple of weeks ago. And the rest of the team is starting to look better. They don't look as lost as they looked in the first you know, whatever. Right. What's hurting Wilson right now is uh, the lack of depth in, in the O-line, and he's not, he doesn't have a running back. So, right. let's talk, let, so let's talk a little bit about the – we want Gettleman out. What do we want to do with uh, the Jets? Because I think uh, Douglas has done a much better job than Gettleman, and I think the, I think that they've put the, the pieces in place to be successful, not next year. No, not next year for sure. No, year from then they'll start to get better. He found a steal in the draft in Michael Carter, running back in the fourth round. He did a great job getting Elijah Moore late in the first round. Two really, really good players. Plus, I mean, it all hinges on Zach Wilson, right? If Zach Wilson isn't an NFL quarterback, the Jets are screwed. Right. That's that's a problem. And I mean, Douglas has done a good job. I'm not going to say he hasn't done a good job, but. It's hard to tell now because he's he's totally rebuilding. You know, it's a total rebuild. It's not, you know, what the Giants have in the other side. <laughs> um, the problem also the problem is that just like anybody else as a rookie quarterback, you got to find somebody to protect them, right? And and if you find that that player to protect them, you also get somebody that's going to help you in the running game. Which Michael Carter had a couple, you know, a couple games where he showed that he can he can do things. If there's blocking in front of him. Exactly. Again, it all comes down for both of these teams, in my mind, both these teams have to concentrate on the offensive and defensive fronts. And that's yeah. what's gonna that's what every good team is built on. The yeah, but so if if, if you take that if you take that perspective, right? Why why are you taking your first round picks and, and wasting them? <laughs> it's like if that's what you if you're gonna build build a front, right? Or build up your defense or build your offense, why are you why are you picking these best player, the best athlete, you know, you, you know, the teams have to concentrate on what they need the most. Right. And if free agency is what they need the most from like players that are consistent players that have, have a little bit of year, you know, we're a little bit more uh, a veterans or have a little more stability, then you go ahead, trade that pick. It's okay to trade the first pick. Right. Cause the, the jets for the longest time, hasn't had any luck choosing great first round players anyway. They're not wasting it if they trade all the way down to a second, third, fourth round. They're just getting more depth. Plus, you get better players out of the, the third, fourth round anyways. Well, you need those linemen and you need a quarterback. And you can still you can get all those guys in the second and third round, Keith. You don't need to get them on as your first pick. You can get them in the sixth round if you got scouting to find guys. <laughs> I mean, and then on top of that, you could trade you could trade your first round picks and scour all the NFL, you know second line and, and and practice squad players that that belong on the team just don't just don't go they don't get on it because they they're they've got other players that are up there you know Giants seem to go after the Iowa center who I will admit I don't know a lot about Kenny but again. He's, he's okay he's not bad he's yeah. you know again I, 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 we're gonna agree on this point we may agree disagree on some of these other things about Jones and whatnot but the offensive line on both of these teams has got to be improved in, in, as well as the defensive lines because I think the, I think the Giants have the makings of a decent defense but the line issues need to be addressed and the, 
it, it doesn't matter who they bring in to play quarterback. If that offensive line isn't improved, you can bring in – I don't right. care. If, if the offense can stay on the field for longer than 10 minutes, the Giants would have a great defense. The problem is the Giants' defense is playing the whole game because <laughs> it's the, the, the offense isn't scoring or moving the ball. All right, so let's recap. The Giants, Gettleman needs to go. Judge can stay. It'll be very hard to do with a new GM, but I don't disagree. Judge should get another chance, which unfortunately might lead to Gettleman staying another year, but we'll no. see. No, we'll happen. I say unfortunately. I'm not a Giant fan, obviously. For the Jets, Douglas has done a good job. What about Robert Sala? I'm not sold yet. Sala can't do nothing. Again, if your offense – cannot move the ball, your defense will be on the field longer than it needs to be, right? Yeah. And that that's something that Salah can't control, right? So he can't at the end of the day, he can't his, control his OC is the one that's making his Salah's life unbalanced. And that's right? Robert Salah's call. He hired the first-year offensive coordinator, which was his biggest mistake. He should have hired a veteran guy. Biggest mistake. And they don't put – Zach Wilson in a position to succeed and keep like they did. Like, again, I know the Patriots are a better team overall than the Jets, but you can run plays that don't have Zach Wilson running for his life, throwing the ball downfield on every other play. Look, look one of the things that the, the NFL has been fading out position wise is a fullback, which I don't understand why, because these guys used to help the quarterback and running backs. Right. And some of these young guys calling these plays, they don't have any fullback. You know, they might have an extra tight end. But listen, the tight end, the t- tight end is a quick, quick block. You know, a fullback is a full hard on, you know, block and driving straight through the O line. So you, you're getting two different kind of players there. Just because you bring in a, a third tight end doesn't mean you're going to get the blocking that you need for a quarterback or a running back. And my thing is, I don't understand why some of these young OCs don't want a fullback on their team. Heck, even throw in the old lineman to go an extra old lineman back there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the Sal, I have a lot. I have a lot of doubts about him being a head guy. So, a lot of some coordinators are just great coordinators and never going to be a head coach. And the most important decisions they make are the guys they bring in to stand alongside him. And he made a mistake in hiring uh, his offensive. Well, there's slim pickings right now in the NFL for 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 that, anyways. And I told Robert of Sportscope, I was like, you know, when they bring in Salah and they bring in this guy. Um, Lafleur, which is which is a Shanahan from the Shanahan tree. I told him, you'll see that Salah is like is going to be the next Wanstad, right? Coach Wanstad, he was good. He didn't have any good, talent. Good coach, but man, he he wasn't a good head coach because some of the teams and some you know that he's been he was on. You can name a hundred coordinators that were really good coordinators. And the same Dallas team, uh, North Turner was a North Turner, Wanstat, horrible head coach. Yeah, I mean, maybe they got to stop looking at coordinators and go to. You know who the best head coaches become? Special teams coaches. Oh so, man, you know you try and bring Judge back into the mix. Marv Levy, <laughs> special teams coach. But Mar Marv Levy was a smart man. He surrounded himself with great great coaches. Oh, he wasn't just smart, by the way. He was a genius. Uh, I mean, that guy. Not you have to you have to surround yourself with people who are better than you, so you can you can do a good job, man. Yeah, you know. All right, Carlos. Before we wrap it up here today, we got a couple two minutes. Any odds and ends you want to bring up? Yeah, Tankathon, the Jets and Giants. Tankathon. That's it. No, I hate tanking. It sucks. If I'm a if I'm a fan, I want my team to win all the time. I really do. I don't get the cult tanking thing. Because you never you, you tank to get it, you know, up two spots, and the, the spot that guy's not guaranteed to do anything anyway. Give your fans victories. They're paying. They're paying so much money to go to games. Give them a chance to see victories. Yeah, but you know, like if you don't put yourself in position to win, and you're closer to the bottom than you are to the top, you might also take advantage, man. Yeah, well, you know? teams that play to lose are losers in my mind. And look at the teams that tank. They have a winning record to begin with. <laughs> They wasn't going to win anything. And look at the teams we talk about tanking year after year. They're losing year after year. So they're in the same Yeah, position. because they make bad decisions in the first round trying to pick the best player available instead of picking the best player for their team and what they need. That's why they're terrible. At times. <laughs> I'm going to say the Giants need to play Jake Fromm and see if they got something. No, because then if the Giants win – they're going to be further from picking. Don't you need to know something about Jake Fromm? Where, where no, you know what you need you know. to know. 
He's a backup quarterback. No, you've never seen him play an NFL game. Exactly. <laughs> because he played behind Josh Allen, one of the best quarterbacks in football. So how do you know he can't play? Because he played behind Josh, Josh Allen and Josh Allen. Around draft points that nobody gave any credit to until Mo Lewis almost killed Drew Bledsoe. Just remember that. Yeah, Maybe from Jeff Hosteller. Who knows? But Well, that'd be, you know, good. That'd be better than what they got now. Right. What Fromm should do is, is if he wants to, if he's he's still on in the NFL, is that he should play in, in these, go to Canadian League, you know, be a starter there a couple of years, come Rick, back. Rick brings up a good point. Tanky is a great way to get your players hurt, and players don't want to lose either. By the way, right? But the players that are contracted for five, ten years don't care. They're going to get paid no matter what. <laughs> Kenny's all over you today, man. I thought Rick was your arch enemy. I think it's becoming Rick Kenny. I don't know here, but. Anyway, good discussion again today, Carlos. We'll have lots to talk about. We got to get in this whole, we got to get in this whole Shanahan thing you got. And I and and terrible coaches, man. We aren't going to talk about the Knicks for a little while because so far you look right, and I got to be quiet about that for a while. Right. So, well, they won yesterday. If they can play Houston the rest of the season, they'll be all right. Yeah. Listen, we'll talk more next week. We'll have more. What's doing, guys? Well, you guys feel free to send topics in. You want Carlos and I to debate about, we'll be glad to do it. We'll see you next Friday. I'll see you Sunday on the uh, Stream of Consciousness show. Don't forget, big things coming in January for Northeast Streaming Sports and all the shows. We'll be getting a Roku channel. So you'll be able to see this somewhere else as well. Talk about that more as we go. Have a great weekend, guys.